welcome to the Talking the Line podcast, presented to you by Talking the Line Sports Media, giving you our best insights and analysis so you can rake in some cold hard cash on your next sports bet. Now sit on back, open up your mind, and let's cash some tickets. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We hope you enjoy. gentlemen, degenerates, and gamblers far and wide. Welcome in to episode number 64 of the Talking the Line podcast. Had to check my notes real quick to make sure I was on, and boy, oh boy, am I. Cannot believe it is already the 64th episode, and as always, thank you so much for taking a few moments out of your day to come and kick it with the crew on this beautiful Tuesday of bets. Now, before we dive deep into today's action, talk some lines for you and give you the value that we found across today's slates, please take a few moments to smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently listening to the Talking the Line podcast on. Maybe you're watching it on YouTube. If you are, make sure to hit that notification button as well so you can uh, be alerted as soon as we go live every single day. But if you're listening to the audio recorded version on your favorite podcast directory, make sure you hit it there as well so you don't miss a drop of the episode after the live show. Last but not least, if you're looking for more TTL crew content, head on over over to this episode's description. The first link you are going to see there is the Talking the Line link tree. Within that, you can locate all of our content and social platforms so you can consume us however and whenever you please. Ladies and gentlemen, and beautiful gambling people joining us on today's show, I am your humble host, Colton, Colt45 Sroka. And I, once again, cannot thank you enough for taking a few moments just to hang out, get some good vibes, get some winning plays, picks, bets, and run some tickets to the window with us all day long. We appreciate you, and I appreciate you to the moon and back more than I can even say. Now I say we. Who's this guy sitting to the left of me? The co-host of the Talking the Line podcast, a man who I am beyond grateful for that he comes and sits to my left every single day, gives you guys some additional plays and picks, and ones that I love to hammer in right alongside with him. Because without him, we wouldn't be a crew. I got him. He's the apple to my eye, the strawberry to my banana, the... There's something else you want to tell me here? The... Chocolate on top of my Sunday. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, the man, the myth, the degenerate gambling legend himself, Mr. Riley Armax Magnuson. Partner, you have the floor. How you my doing man. today, pal? My man, I'm doing quite all right. I'm pretty solid actually. Uh was feeling pretty good. That uh, intro was one of the one of your more interesting shows <laughs> for me, I would say, since we've been doing this. But uh nonetheless, I'm feeling good. I woke up on the right side of the bed today. I'm feeling dangerous. Hey, I'm feeling dangerous. Hey, I like the sound of that. You know, got to keep you guessing. Got to keep the people guessing. I feel I'm, like uh, I have more questions actually now. 
Oh boy, I feel like from time to time, you know, I, I just got to keep it switching up, keep it uh, going. Anything that just pops into the brain mm. is how your introduction mm. starts. Mm. So, mm. Um, you know, I don't really pre-plan these things. Wow. So today you were the uh, hot fudge on top of my Sunday. Okay. So appreciate you being here, dog. Uh <laughs> Outside of that, ladies and gentlemen, welcome in once again to episode number 64 of the TTL podcast. Uh, We have a loaded show for you to get into today, but before we do, let's get into yesterday's best bets just real quick. Uh, Got a pretty solid day from the crew yesterday, so uh, us being a full transparency show, never hide anything from you guys. So let's get into it. Yesterday's best bets of the day. If you look on the top left of your screen, my partner had a bit of a rough day with the Cincinnati Reds. He has now, I am declaring it, become the king of first five pushes. Mm -hmm. Didn't see any way that the Reds were going to push that game, and they ended up uh, in the first five, three to three. And then after scoring two runs, going up five to three in the 10th, promptly blew it by allowing four additional runs from the Twins, seven to five loss. Yeah, rough one, my man. I was sweating that one out all game long. Uh... Tough start for Tyler Molly. Didn't uh, one of my first pitching uh, analysis that I've kind of biffed on in the last uh, couple of weeks here. And, uh, you know, J.A. Happ wasn't quite as bad as I thought. Uh, but, hey, I'll take the push on that one being down 3 yeah. or three nothing early. But, yeah, that rough extra inning beat was a tough one to swallow for me. Yeah, he, uh, J.A. Happ, that being, can have a game from time to time. And uh, yesterday was one of those. Do apologize if you can hear lawnmowers in the background right now. <laughs> they decided to landscape during uh, our show today at the TTL Production Studios. I have uh, some filters on the mic, so hopefully that is limiting everything there. But our apologies if so. Ambiance. That being said, move your attention to the top right of your screen where you got my picks pull out the brooms kids straight sweeping four and oh yesterday for your boys thank you thank you very much i appreciate it uh was seeing these lines like crazy yesterday the astros no sweat in both spots rangers no sweat at all and then the cleveland chicago no sweat at all so sweat free four and oh day and then we barely missed the monday madness parlay well yeah yes and yeah yes and no yes and no no. Uh, if the lightning wouldn't have put up a football score against the islanders we uh, might have had a shot, but yeah. no shot in hell. We did not cash that bad boy, but we got the two for Tuesday parlay coming at you yes, or today, so make sure you stick around for that bad boy. But uh, rough beat for my aisles. We'll be sure to get into uh, a little bit of that banter about that game five as well. And then the money line dice, last but not least, on uh, their two picks yesterday, the they took the Dodgers plus one and a half. The Dodgers got destroyed by the uh, San Diego Padres, but the over did barely cash. Six to two, uh, eight total runs in the game and cash. So dice are one and one now. And officially, the Moneyline dice are 20, 22, and one. So yet again, I say, continuing to chip, 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 chip away at that record so without further ado let's talk a little bit about what we got coming today let's do it episode 64 hell of a show already told you but let me tell you just a wee bit of what is in store for you obviously best bets of the day kicking things off you get our mags best bets and my best bets we got nine total picks coming to you today outlandish no nba no nhl straight mlb plays today Then, second segment, special play of the day, two for Tuesday parlay. That bad boy features two MLB run lines and uh, is paying out 
plus 242, plus 250, right around in that ballpark. So real juicy. And I'll tell you right now, I have already locked it in for two full units, ladies and gentlemen. So make sure you stick around for the second segment, third segment of the show. The ever-popular, ever-present, all-knowing Moneyline Dice make their usual appearance and give us their role uh, for tonight's MLB matchup between the Toronto Blue Jays and the Miami Marlins. So stick around for today's role on the Moneyline Dice segment. And last but not least, second half of the show, we got ransom reactions to get into. Plenty of MLB news, NBA news, NHL news, and everything in between. Got some stuff to uh, question my partner around. I know he's got some hot takes to dish out today. And then I'll be wrapping up with the show, or wrapping up the show, rather, with a message on uh, remembering that everybody has a backstory. So stick around for that. Uh, Got a little something important to share with you today. But for now. Cut all the banter, cut all the nonsense, cut all the gossip that you could go to every other sports media outlet and get. You come to the Talking the Line podcast and hang out with the TTL crew for the Stone Cold Locks and running tickets to the window with us all day and night long. So let's get into today's show and the first segment of the day. That is the TTL crew's best bets. You know it already. I told you, but just so you had it clear. Kicking things off. It's time for our mags best bets of the day. Now, um, this guy over here was looking high and low, up and down. Spent a little bit of extra time today. I said, "Hey, partner, you're uh, you're sure diving deep over there today." He said, "Yeah, man, that old one and one really got me, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm not gonna be dishing out any of that horse shit anymore on this podcast." That I got, like me. I got. 4-0 clean sweeper coming today to back it up right with you. Mm-hmm. So, partner, I'm going to let you lay down that clean sweeper with some serious, serious stone-cold facts and knowledge. And as always, you have the floor. I appreciate it. All righty. So, a little bit of a homer play to kick things off here. Four plays coming out of the MLB First one is going to be coming out of the White Sox and Pirates. I am taking the White Sox first five. You choking over there, my man? No, oh, I about fucking spilled on myself <laughs> again. I hey, uh, if anybody would like to donate a bib to the show for me, ooh, would some TTL bibs? Oh, would be great. Would, <laughs> oh, I would wear them. <laughs> would be great because you know I I I bring out these nice threads and uh, then I spill shit all over them. So once again, you never know what you're going to get here on the Talking the Line podcast, partner. Please resume, my friend. All right. (laughs) My apologies. Back to the top. White Sox versus the Pirates. We're going White Sox first five minus a half on the run line for those first five innings. Going Lucas Giolito, righty for the Sox. Tyler Anderson, lefty for the Pirates. Giolito, 3.86 ERA. Hasn't been, uh, you know, quite the Cy Young type pitcher that uh, many people projected him to be this season uh hasn't been bad he's been pretty uh pretty consistent throwing down some quality starts i think he's gonna get starting to get on that track of some elite type uh pitching and starts here believe it or not he's actually 297 era in night games so a little bit better at night um a little i think that is a little bit of a correlation for him i obviously watch uh every single one of his starts he seems to have better command in those night games for whatever reason uh in versus this pittsburgh offense in a uh not a terrible sample size here despite the interleague play here to uh career versus these pirates the pirates are three for 27 for a 0.076 batting average versus geo here uh so absolutely love him to dominate them once again and at the moment this pirates offense is uh 
Not really putting up runs, putting base runners on the no. base pass. Last 10 versus righties, 233 batting average, 295 OBP, 3.74 runs per nine. And that ain't too far from their season averages. So versus righties on the season, that's pretty consistent with what they are. Uh, and now this White Sox team, my man, the story goes and the story continues. Sox last 10 versus lefties, 292 batting average, 343 OBP, 5.34 runs per nine. You know, they have uh, certain times right now with a few injuries where if you get an ace-level lefty pitcher, they do uh, tend to struggle or maybe not struggle but not put up more than two or three runs. But against those mediocre to worse pitchers, they still put up those runs. And why do I say that? Because Tyler Anderson falls in that category. 4.89 ERA on the season. In May and June, he's got at least a 5.7 ERA in both of those months. And believe it or not, opposite of Lucas Giolito, he's got a 5.56 ERA in night games as well. This Pirate team is as cold as they come. Maybe not as cold as they come because they are one of three teams that have been absolutely free-falling <laughs> in the month of June. But they are 2-11 and 11 straight up over their last 13 games. Things are very, very rough. And my White Sox are coming off of a rough weekend in Houston against the hottest team in baseball. Get a day off yesterday, now coming in against an ice-cold team. They absolutely take care of the under 500 teams, the teams that they're supposed to. And I see no difference today here in the first five partner. So I'm taking the White Sox first five minus a half. I 150% concur, agree, salute everything I can to that Mm -hmm. pick. Um, Might have another play coming out of that matchup today, but uh, we'll uh, we'll gloss over that for now. Absolutely love your uh, Giolito and um, Anderson Anderson matchup. Uh, Totally spaced. I knew it was the lefty. Mm -hmm. Uh, Anderson had a rough outing in his last one. I actually backed him, and uh, I'm happy happily off that train and gladly, especially with this uh, Sox team right now against lefties against really anybody in the first five. But you give me against lefties. I can't say any more, partner. So there you go. First best bet of the day. I do believe you got three more to get through. So how about hammer on home number two? All right. Second one going to the AL East. We've got the Red Sox versus Rays. And I'm going to the game total in this one. I am taking the over eight runs. You've got Eduardo Eduardo Rodriguez, lefty for the Red Sox, and Andrew Kittredge for the Rays. Now, Eduardo Rodriguez is having a tough go of it right now and on the entire season. 6.21 ERA for the full season, 7.28 ERA in May, 8.36 in June. So it's getting worse and worse for him. And in his five starts, last five starts here, the over has hit in all five of them. And now he's catching the Rays here on their first home game after their first rough road trip of the season. They've been a They've been the best road team in baseball, but now they finally had their worst road stretch. So they're going to be coming in looking for a nice win against a uh, division rival here. And now I mentioned Andrew Kittredge. That's going to mean a bullpen day for the Rays here. And so instead of going uh, lefty or righty splits, I'm going to give the Red Sox last 10 overall because we're probably going to see a little bit of both. Uh, 277 batting average last 10 for the Red Sox, 342 OBP and 6.08 runs per nine. So their offense is, uh, you know, clipping along as per usual here on this season. And over their current road trip, they are averaging 6.6 runs per game. Uh, so they've had some games where they're really scoring some runs here. And in their last four games as a road dog, of which they are today, they are 4-0 in their last five straight up to the over, excuse me, 4-0 to the over last four as a road dog. And in this meeting, my man, over is 18-6-2, last 26, including 3-0 this season. 
I just really think this Rays team is going to put up a handful of runs here on Rodriguez today. Five, six, um, at, at five for their team total on the full game. And a lot of that's going to be driven by Rodriguez. And then it's only going to take a few here from the Red Sox, in my opinion. Uh, not super confident in a winner here just because, uh, you know, that Red Sox offense can blow up at any point. Uh, another reason why I like the over here, though. So with the Rays coming back off that tough road stretch, I like them to bounce back against Rodriguez here and that Red Sox offense to be the Red Sox offense that we know. So give me that over eight runs here. Yeah, uh, 100% agree with you on that one as well. I think both of these offenses are extremely high-powered and uh, have what it takes, especially with the pitching matchup. I mean, Rodriguez hasn't been anybody to put your money behind this season. And uh, the Rays, with that bullpen going back and forth, who knows who's really going to get quality innings today? Uh I think you're spot on. There's no real need to take a side here today because I think there's going to be a boatload of runs. And I think you're spot on. Right, and that uh, Rays bullpen is good, don't get me wrong, but... Now with Glasnow out, it's going to be a little bit overworked in these types of starts. So sure. going on to my next one here, that's my second one. Love Third it. one is going to be coming. Uh, my partner is going to appreciate this one. It is going to come out of the Indians versus the Cubs. I am taking the Cubs minus one and a half. Get out of town. You've got Eli Morgan on the mound for the Indians, righty versus the professor Kyle Hendricks, righty for the Cubs. Now, my partner did warn me, and I am well aware of it, that this Cubs offense is coming in a little bit cold right now. However, I think this is going to be a get-right game for that Cubs offense against Eli Morgan. He has made two starts this season, his first two starts in the MLB of his career. Six in those two starts, 6.1 innings pitched, nine earned runs, both at home versus Toronto and Baltimore. And now you're putting him in the uh, one of the wildest, most raucous atmospheres in all of baseball for a young pitcher in a full-capacity Wrigley Field. That is an experience that that man has never dealt with before in his life. And you're facing him against a uh, red-hot pitcher in Kyle Hendricks, who has seemingly gotten better and better in each and every start this season. He's got a sub-3 ERA in both May and June, and he's coming off of his best start of the season. Six hits, six innings, two hits, zero earned runs versus the Mets last week in a 2 nothing win. So even for Hendricks, even if that offense still struggles a little bit today, I like Hendricks to keep him zero or one runs once again here in a similar start. Cubs have won his last seven starts uh, here in May and June. They have won, like I said, seven of those last starts. They have won at least... Or excuse me, five of those last seven are by at least two runs. And he handles handles the Indians pretty well in his career. 162 batting average over 32 at-bats against these Indians. And right now, that Indians offense versus righties, nothing special. 233 batting average, 291 OBP. So they're uh, playing decent baseball, but not tearing the cover off the ball against righties. And you're putting an ace like Kyle Hendricks on the mound today. I do not like that Indians offense to score many runs. And not to mention, this Indians team on the surface has been heating up lately, but 5-2, and two, not their last seven. They obviously got the win yesterday, but before that, a 5-2 and two stretch for the Indians, but that was against Baltimore and Pittsburgh, two of the coldest teams in the league. So, give me the Cubs to put up a handful of runs here on Eli Morgan and Kyle Hendricks to have another stellar start. Give me your Cubbies minus one and a half, partner. All right, my friend. Well, and I haven't been hammering them in, so yeah. one, two, three. Love it. Um, yeah, I can't disagree with what you're saying. The biggest question mark for me last night, and and you not being a Cubs fan, obviously you're not watching the whole majority of the right. games. 
Last night, there was a couple really, really key critical spots that the Cubbies generally have been coming through in this season. And I don't know if they're just in a little bit of a slump here, if this is the start of a greater trend. Um, I'm hoping this is the end of the slump and everything you're saying is uh, spot on here. Yeah, Eli Morgan has been nothing that you want to back at all. So I'm confident in it. Um, And also the professor, dominant as all shit. Mm -hmm. So I I like that too. So, you know, I mean, I'm going to have to back you. It's my cubbies minus one and a half. I can't turn away from it. Let's get some runs today, boys. What do you say? Go Cubs, go, huh? But uh, I'm not going to say that, but (laughs) Cubs minus one and a half. Cubs minus one and a half. All right. He won't say go Cubs, go. Can't get him that far yet, but he's giving you one, two, and three. Now it's time for four. Partner. All right, sticking with an NL Central team, I am taking out of the Brewers and Diamondbacks. I am taking the Brewers first to five money line. We've got my man, one of my favorite pitchers to back this year, Freddie Peralta, righty for the Brew Crew uh, versus Zach Gallon, righty for the Diamondbacks. As I mentioned, Freddie Peralta has been as solid as they come. A little bit under the radar for some reason uh, as far as the national scheme of things go in the Cy Young conversation. He's got a 2.28 ERA, 1.96 in June, and that includes a 7.1 innings pitch outing versus the, these D-backs, giving up one hit and one earned run over those seven and a third innings. So he absolutely dominates these Diamondbacks. And to illustrate that in their career versus Peralta, a whopping one for 30 one hit out of 30 at bats. That's not a typo. Peralta absolutely dominates these Diamondbacks. And in his last seven starts, two earned runs or less in all of his last seven starts. Only a couple of them have two earned runs allowed. Diamondbacks versus righties in their last five, 147 batting average, 236 OBP, 2.92 runs per nine. They are as cold as they come. They finally got on the board yesterday with the win after a rough, rough losing streak. <laughs> yes, sir. But they're going to get back in the loss column once again real quick today. And with Zach Gallon on the mound making his now second start after an IL stint. Last week made his first one after the IL stint. 2.2 innings pitch, 4 hits, 4 earned runs versus the Giants. And now this Brewers team isn't exactly tearing the cover off the ball against righties. But I think it's going to be enough to get the job done with Peralta on the mound. Last five versus righties for them, 240 batting average, 312 OBP, 3.73 runs per nine. So nothing special, not even that great. But as I mentioned, I think with Zach Gallon on the mound, they're going to put up at least two, three, and that's all they're going to need for this one because I love Freddie Peralta so much. And uh, I'm going to predict right now, I don't think it's that hot take. Yeah, I think he holds them to zero through five. If they get one on him, it might be in that sixth or seventh inning. Maybe he'll give up one, and that's about it. But I have... All the confidence in the world in Freddie Peralta. So fourth and final play, Brewers first five money line. I once again, again agree with you, partner. All four of your plays have been added to my bet slip and hammered in. So I suggest you guys do the same too. Uh, but for as the Brewers go, uh, big fan of Freddie Peralta. No, that's been your man so yes. far all season long. And uh, I'll gladly back him, gladly back you. Even though these Brewers have been a little cold at the dish here yeah. lately, uh, I like them to touch up Zach Gallen. I'm not too worried about that at all. And uh, like you said, D-backs uh, remain once again right back into fade territory. Yeah, no question. There you have it, my friends. Uh, partner, before I move right along, anything else you got to drop down, lay down, uh, knowledge-a-gate, edumacate, any Just of these? Just a hammer slam. That's hammer slam. There it is. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So if you are riding with our mags today, make sure you get those plays hammered in at whatever the current best line is right now on your favorite sports book. But 
If you missed any of them, if you tuned in late, if you're just seeing now, hang on, wait around just a little bit. We'll be sure to recap everything for you here in just a minute. But moving right along into the second half of the first segment today, you know the deal. It's time for my best bets of the day. Now, my partner just brought you four. And ladies and gentlemen, I am uh, bringing you five. So that would equal the nine that I told you at the top of the show. So without any further ado, hesitation or delay, let's get right into my first play of the day man i'm getting good at these rhymes You're dude about, i'm a poet and dude. i don't even know it dude what dude i mean oh. come on dude all right so into the first pick of the day i am uh going on over to the matchup between the st louis cardinals and the detroit tigers now you might not expect my play based on this matchup but i'm giving it to you anyway i'm taking the detroit tigers first five run line plus a half run. Absolutely love it because this pitching matchup looms extremely large for me. Uh, You have Tyreek Skubal on the mound for the Tigers and Johan Oviedo on the mound for the Cards. Skubal has been one of three pitchers alongside of Mize and Boyd who have been really, really solid for this Tigers team. About the only guys that they can depend on in their rotation right now. Now as for Oviedo, he hasn't been the greatest for the Cardinals. He's posted two zero earn run games out of... uh, Uh, Eight games overall, seven starts overall, and only two of those games. All the other starts have been two runs or more, and as I always like to say, more on the or more side of things. Uh, Seven starts overall for him, as I said, 35 and a third innings pitched for Oviedo, 4.58 ERA, 235 opponent batting average allowed, and a 335 OBP allowed. His road starts get a little bit worse, only three starts for him, only 10 and two-thirds innings pitched, but a brutal 7.59 ERA and a 293 opponent batting average allowed. He has yet to face Detroit so far this season, and I love for them to jump all over him early, especially with a little bit of extra confidence at the plate after beating LA 5-3 on uh, Sunday there. So I like the Tigers to get all over Oviedo, but I also like Scooball to really limit the Cardinals. The lefty. Now, I mentioned he's a lefty for a specific reason. I'll tell you that here in a minute, but he's been really solid for the Tigers, and he's allowed two runs or less in six out of his last 10 starts overall. He doesn't have the greatest top-line numbers, but when he's at home, there is a severe, severe improvement. At home so far, he's had six starts overall, 39 innings pitched, 3.46 ERA, 264 opponent batting average allowed, and only five earned runs allowed in his last three home starts, with one of those games being zero earned runs. He has a very, very small sample size against the Cards, so once again, they really haven't seen him, and I like him to keep them off balance all day long because the Cardinals have been struggling at the plate against lefties. In their last five overall, they have a 094 batting average against lefties with a 213 OBP and a 2.16 runs per nine average. It is not recent. It has been going on consistently. Last 10 games, 180 batting average for the Cards against lefties, 255 OBP and a 2.17 runs per nine average. Not worried about Detroit putting up runs here at all against Oviedo, but in their last five, 267 batting average against righties with a 373 OBP and a 4.76 runs per nine. They've only been continuing to improve. And even though that they have a few bumps in the road here or there, I think this is the exact spot that you need to back them. 
you're getting just about perfect odds right around minus 140 for the first five plus a half. And not to mention the Cardinals are three and 10 straight up in the last 13 meetings in Detroit. Now, do I think that Detroit's going to get the outright win? Eh, Quite possibly, but I like the half run backing in the first five. So gladly for my first pick of the day, give me the Detroit Tigers first five run line plus a half. I love it, my man. I think this might be my favorite, uh, unless I'm forgetting one, this might be my favorite of your five here today. I don't have too much to add. You nailed everything there. Those Cardinals are ice cold against lefties. Mm. You know, we've mentioned... 091? Yeah, that's rough. Uh, we've mentioned a handful of times that these Tigers are scrappy, um, and I feel like we've had a pretty decent gauge of picking their spots when well, they, yeah. uh, especially at least the first five. We, sure. I feel like we tend to avoid the full games, but at least Yeah, that bullpen five. is rough. Sure, sure. That bullpen is rough. But we've had a pretty good gauge of their first fives on when they take uh, certain spots like this, so <clears throat> all over it with you on this one. Well, I appreciate you, sir. Hope you guys are too, but let's get into pick number two of the day. Quick little scrolly scroll here for... The second one, I am headed back to the matchup between the Oakland Athletics and the Texas Rangers, but this time flipping my position, I'm taking the Oakland Athletics first five money line. Now, you might be looking at me thinking, what the hell are you doing? How are you going to the opposite team uh, on when you just won money with the opposing team on the opposite day? What, what, what in the world could you be thinking? Well, both of these teams, there are certain spots when you can bet on them. There are certain spots where they will let you down. Yesterday was the Rangers' day, uh, five to nothing in the bottom of the first. I was all over it. Today is the Athletics' day, and once again, it comes down a big majority of it to the pitching matchup for me. You got Cole Irvin on the mound lefty for the A's and Taylor Hearn getting the start lefty for the Rangers. Now, I say getting the start for Hearn because... He has tended to, when he starts, it has been more of a bullpen day for the Rangers. He really hasn't been somebody you need to throw or want to throw money on, your money on so far this season. His top line numbers are a bit better overall, but he has still not been really, really good um, to, to boot. I don't even know what I'm trying to say there. He hasn't been good at all, for doggone sakes. He's uh, pitched in 22 games, hasn't got any official starts yet. 35 and a third innings pitched with a 4.84 ERA, 268 opponent batting average allowed, and a 348 OBP. Why do I mention that uh, he was only in 22 games pitched? Well, because of that bullpen that I mentioned. That bullpen tends to come into big factors when Hearn pitches. Now, I'm looking at that bullpen because it matters huge in this game. The Texas bullpen ranks 22nd in the MLB in ERA at 4.50, 27th in batting average at 255, and 19th in OBP in the MLB at 325. I absolutely love the A's to dominate Hearn from the jump and then all into their bullpen all afternoon and into the late evening today. But that's not the only thing I'm looking at. I'm also looking at Cole Irvin here. He has not had the best season so far. I will be honest with you, not the best top line numbers, but he has been able to keep the A's in a lot of these tight games and especially on the road. 14 starts overall for him, 81 innings pitched overall, 56 Ks with only 14 walks, 273 opponent batting average allowed with a 3.89 ERA. His road starts, though, are where 
where and what really impresses me. Five stars so far for him on the road. 270 opponent batting average allowed and a 276 ERA compared to his 4.53 ERA at home. Hardly any of this Texas team has faced Irvin so far, but he does have a 167 batting average, 167 OBP, and a 333 OPS allowed against them. So I love him to continue dominating the Rangers here, um, especially getting a little more deep into this lineup and have some some more of those um, matchups that he can rely on here now. Also, not to mention, this Texas team has been struggling against lefties at the plate as of late, and uh, Irvin being a lefty, this is going to loom heavy. The Texas Rangers in their last five at the plate, 167 batting average, 167 OBP, and a big goose egg, zero runs per nine. And in their last 10, just to show you it's been consistent, 149 batting average against lefties, 197 OBP, and a 1.47 runs per nine. So they've actually gotten a little bit worse as we have progressed here against lefties. Oakland against lefties because the opposing pitcher that they are going after today, Hearn starting, is a lefty. They are 278 at the plate with a 358 OBP and a 6.00 runs per nine in their last five. I think the A's are going to come out extremely, extremely upset about yesterday's uh, brutal loss. It was due to the pitching matchup. It wasn't due to much of uh, their offense. The offense just couldn't get going against Gibson. Then once they got into the bullpen, they were able to finally get some runs up. I think today they're going to jump all over the Rangers. They are actually still the second best team in the MLB in road straight up wins with a record of 19 and 12. I don't need them for the full game. I just need them for the first five. So give me all of Cole Irvin and the Oakland Athletics on the first five money line today. I love it, my man. I think that game, as you kind of mentioned it, that game yesterday really soured people on the A's probably. Uh, but yeah, Kyle Gibson is Kyle Gibson. He's been uh, one of the better pitchers in the league all season long. And this Rays offense isn't really an offense that uh, goes back-to-back days having a uh, stellar performance like they did yesterday. No. So I'm all over it with you. Appreciate that. A uh, little bit tongue twisted during that uh, last That's one there. Right. But let's move along into the third and fourth picks coming from me today. Coming out of one matchup and one matchup alone, the San Francisco Giants versus the Los Angeles Angels. I am taking two picks. Like I said, first one, Giants first five run line plus a half and the Giants' full-game money line. This is yet another pitching matchup that I simply cannot pass up, ladies and gentlemen. Anthony DiSclefani on the mound for the Giants and Andrew Heaney on the mound for the A's. Now, DiSclefani has been real good so far this season and has been one of the best pitchers to back in this Giants rotation, if not in the entire MLB. My partner would agree with me because we both back the mess out of Mm -hmm. DiSclefani and Gozman. 14 starts for DiSclefani this season 80 80 and two-thirds innings pitched with a 205 opponent batting average allowed 259 OBP pristine 3.01 ERA and a 1.03 whip it gets even better on the road if that's possible eight starts overall for DiSclefani on the road 46 and two-thirds innings pitched with a 181 opponent batting average allowed 212 ERA and a combined three earned runs given up allowed in his last five starts overall so he has been terrific on the road and San Francisco is three one and one straight up and DeSclefani's uh in the first five innings and DeSclefani's last five starts overall 
into Andrew Heaney, who has not been a guy that, uh, once again, you need to put your money on. He hasn't been a good top line, and uh, he has a few rough outings, and then he has a few good outings. Well, he starts with a rough outing and then strings along three or four rough outings right behind that, and he's actually coming off of a five-inning, five-hit, 6K, and one-walk, three-earned-run performance against the Athletics. So I think he continues to struggle here, uh, not to mention he has been worse at home than on the road, if that's also possible. Six home starts so far for Heaney, 30 and a third innings pitch, 239 opponent batting average allowed with an abysmal 5.04 ERA and a combined 10 earned runs allowed over his last five home starts overall. So I love the Giants, who have been absolutely obliterating baseballs to jump all over Heaney early, and DiScofani to really limit this Los Angeles team who uh, showed that given the right pitching matchup, they can be limited. Uh, Casey Mize limited them on Sunday, and it was rather, rather impressive. Mm-hmm. Now, that covers me for the first five plus a half. I think they win it outright, but I like the half run backing. You know me. But for the full game, I love the money line. You're getting it right around plus 108 right now. And a few key trends I'm looking at. The Giants have put up a combined 45 runs overall in their last five games compared to the Angels who have put up 33 runs in their last five But three of those games were against terrible Detroit pitching. I told you at the top of my picks that uh, there's only about three pitchers you can depend on in that Mm -hmm. Detroit rotation, and the Angels did not face a one of them in those matchups. Also, a few other key trends as far as stats-wise. The Giants are 7-0 straight up in their last seven following an off day, 6-1 straight up in their last seven overall, and and 7-3 straight up in their last 10 the Giants are 5-0 and straight up in DiScafani's last five starts overall in Game 2 of a series. The Giants are 4-1 and straight up in the last five meetings and 3-1 and straight up in the last four in L.A. Give me all of the Giants to handle business here and continue their hot streak and continue to move up the rankings in the NL as much as I hate to see it being a Cubby fan. Yeah, I think I'm right there with you, my man. I uh, that last uh, one of those last things you said, seven and zero last seven after an off day. That's a big, yeah, <laughs> that's a big that's turn huge. right there. Huge, and, uh, yeah. Like you kind of said, that Angels offense <clears throat> has been uh, putting up some runs, but uh, as you mentioned, with the right pitching matchup, they get held down by uh, some solid two, solid two, very good pitchers, as in this case. And uh, as you mentioned, it this Giants offense is way too hot for me to stay away from. So I'm all there with you. Thank you, sir. All right. Well, there is three and four. Now let me give you my fifth and final best bet of the day. Uh, I do apologize. You're going to have to take a couple extra nitroglycerin pills Mm. to uh, make it to this one because it is the last game on the docket here tonight. 9-10 Central Standard Time first pitch between the... Colorado Rockies and the Seattle Mariners. I am siding with the Seattle Mariners at home. Seattle Mariners first five run line minus a half. Now this Mariners team has not been very good and you might be actually a little surprised to hear me say this but there's been once again some real key spots that you can back them on and this pitchy matchup is one of those. So yet again another pitchy matchup that is looming large for me and my bets today. You have Kyle Freeland on the mound for the Rockies and taking the bump for the Mariners is Chris Flexen. Freeland is somebody you need to look at and run in the opposite direction as fast as you can. He has only had five starts, gone 20 and two-thirds innings pitched, and this is not a typo. Listen up. 400 
opponent batting average allowed, 462 opponent on base percentage, 958 ERA, 2.27 whip. Freeland has been getting absolutely destroyed on the road. It does not get any better. Three road starts for him, 12 innings pitched in total, 340 opponent batting average allowed, and an abysmal 9.00 ERA. Colorado is 1-3-1 straight up in the first five innings and his last five starts overall fade the hell out of Freeland. But if you don't believe me, Chris Flexen I'm going back to the well. This man's top line numbers, you can look at him and you'll say, Cole, what the hell are you thinking? But at home, Flexen has been a money man and somebody that you can depend on. So this is why I'm moving away from the money line and what really got me onto the run line and confident that they will win this first five outright. Flexen has had seven home starts overall. I told you those are really important for me. 41 and two-thirds innings pitched with 26 Ks and only six walks. 242 opponent batting average allowed and a beautiful 2.16 ERA at home. He has allowed one earned run or less in three out of his last four home starts. So that means or less was zero, my friends. He has been dominant at home. These Mariners, 3-1-1 one, and one straight up in the first five innings in Flexen's last five home starts. And I love him to go deep here because in his last four starts overall, He's gone eight innings, six innings, seven innings, and five and two-thirds innings at home. He will dominate the Rockies at home all night long. We know the Rockies have not been solid on the road. Against righties on the road, actually, these Rockies are 193 batting average on the season, 267 OBP, and a terrible 2.49 runs per nine average against righties on the road. Seattle hasn't been great against lefties overall this season, but they are starting to gradually improve. 226 batting average, 270 OBP, and a 4.43 runs per nine. Definitely better than Colorado versus righties, yeah. my friend. So, last but certainly not least, the M's in the last are uh, the last five games overall for them in the first five innings. They are four and one straight up, not to mention those four wins all came against the Tampa Bay Rays in Seattle. Give me all of the Mariners here today against a piss poor Colorado team on the road, a terrible pitcher in Freeland and a money man at home in Chris Flexen. I will gladly take the M's first five run line minus a half. Yeah, I'm all over this one, my man. Goodness gracious, other Rockies bad on the road. <laughs> and versus righties. This bad. Is big of a fade spot bad. as you can get. And, uh, you know, this Mariners team, my man, you kind of mentioned it there at the end. They are very sneaky, especially lately. And I, uh, you kind of mentioned, I don't remember exactly what you said, but the other day I was looking at the record. It's nothing special, but I was surprised that it was even as close to around 500 as it was. Mm -hmm. When you think of the Mariners this year, you'd think it may be 10 games under 500 or something like that. But they're uh, one of the under the radar scrappy little teams here. And uh, especially lately, as you mentioned, just took care of the Rays. Best road team in baseball. (laughs) No problem. Actually, not only four first five inning wins, four overall wins against the Rays so I without they go from sweeping a four-game sweep over the best road team in baseball to not being able to take care of the worst road team in baseball we got some problems here my friends I have to pack things up here we got some problems here my (laughs) friends so there you have it my fifth pick of the day all five of them locked and loaded for you if you're rocking and rolling trying to cash with Colt 
Make sure you hammer those bad boys in at whatever the current best line is on your favorite sports book. But if you missed them, if you're tuning in late, as always, we'll recap all of the best bets of the day and the special play here shortly. Speaking of that special play, it's time for the second segment of the day, the always special play of the day and the ever popular, one of the crew's favorite, The two for Tuesday parlay, ladies and gentlemen. You know the deal. Another Tuesday brings another one of these bad boys. And we got a juicy one cooked up for you here today. I'll go ahead and get things kicked off. Okay. Keep the body guessing. Okay. Keep the fans guessing. Keep you guessing, you know? I'm going to let you be a homer. If you've been listening since the beginning of the show, you might know where we'll be going for one of the legs. But for the first leg, I'm going back to the well, ladies and gentlemen, from one of my best bets yesterday. First leg for the two for Tuesday parlay, Houston Astros run line minus one and a half. I don't even really need to explain anything here. Zach Granke versus uh, Lopez, Jose Lopez. I think it's Jorge. Jorge Lopez. Either way, that matchup in and of itself, the game was in delay about 82 separate times last night in Baltimore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Astros still thumped the piss out of them. Uh, I have no worries. I don't really need to give you any additional analysis as from yesterday. Uh, this, this is just, uh, I don't want to say taking candy from a baby, but this one, it's, you know, you never like to say that when you're gambling, when you're doing things like this, but, uh, with all the trends, they now have, um, won nine out of their last 10 wins, um, by two runs or more. And they are killing it. You said, you said it earlier in some of your analysis, the Orioles are cold, cold, cold. They're one of the three coldest teams in the MLB right now. They got a little lucky in some of their previous games against the Blue Jays with some of that shaky pitching and that rotation. They are not getting lucky against this Astros team. The Astros offense is too damn hot right now. And Zach Granke is continuing to be classic dominant ZG. So I will gladly put this as the first leg. Partner, I know you will too, but anything you'd like to add? I've got a couple things that uh, I feel like at least who was statistically back what you just said. Jorge Lopez, three starts over June, 8-3-6 ERA. Baltimore last 10 versus righties. Not a bad lefty hitting team, but versus righties last 10, 212 batting average, 278 OBP. And this Astros offense is the hottest in baseball. Last 10 versus righties, 308 batting average, 376 OBP, 7.95 runs per nine. I think we see more of that. Same, I don't remember exactly what it was, but seven out of their last eight games, they've scored at least six runs or something along yeah. those lines. I don't know if that's exactly right, but it's right around those lines if it's not accurate. So this team is the hottest team in baseball, and uh, even if that Granky's a little bit shaky, three, four runs, I I don't think he is, but even no. if I, I have no, no concerns that this Astros team won't put up another six, seven, eight spot. Exactly. I echo every bit of that sentiment. Um, This Astros team is just too doggone hot. And uh, my friend, I've done it again. You got a hole in your mouth, dude. We need that. Let's get those TTL bibs. uh, Yeah, seriously. Somebody needs to uh, hook us up here because this is, or maybe I need to get one of those damn disposable straws that all the sorority girls used to carry around. The, you know, the plastic, the tumbler, the tumbler and the plastic straw. Yeah. Give me one of them bad boys, you know, or maybe just don't spill it. Yeah, maybe I can just be a grown-ass fucking adult and not spill on my shirt, but hey, who knows? All right, there you go. First leg of the two for Tuesday parlay, the uh, Houston Astros minus one and a half and partner. What's the second leg of the day? All right, second play. Now, I might have to go on a deep dive because we have included my boys on a number of two for Tuesday parlays lately, typically in the first five variety. 
But today we're going the White Sox minus one and a half on the road mm. in Pittsburgh. Already nailed a lot of the analysis earlier on in the show, but to hammer home a few more points, uh, Lucas, Gila- Lucas Giolito mm. on the mound for the White Sox versus Tyler Anderson. Lefty, White Sox handle lefties, especially in a mediocre to worse lefty pitcher situation. Sox last 10 versus lefties. I'll say it one more time. 292 batting average, 343 OBP. <laughs> and Tyler Anderson, 570 RA in both May and June. And this Pirates team is as cold as they come, or one of the three as cold as they come, along with the Diamondbacks and Orioles. So give me every bit of the Sox, minus one and a half tonight. Yeah, I got nothing to add on top of uh, what you already said in your analysis and in addition to what you just added. Um, the White Sox minus one and a half is a no-brainer for me here as well, too. Uh-huh. So both of these legs were a no-brainer. Uh, had to parlay them up because they were they, they right. were going to be one or the other of our best bets of the day. So when it uh, tends to be that and we put them on the parlay, we got a special play cash. Yeah, you, uh, you mentioned you're putting two units on this one. I'm either going to do that or I'll do one on that and then it might even do each of these uh by themselves for a unit might do that instead i don't know yet but so then you're playing three units and i mean it's, well i like it that much yeah well then why don't you just play three units on that you know might be a little bit of a if they're gonna hit you get better odds get more of a payout but hey i like where your head's at like what you're saying hey. there's the two for <laughs> tuesday parlay might have just had a little light bulb go off mm. there huh nah. uh either way there are the best bets, the special play, everything you got, we got going on today. Let's recap everything for you. Pull out your sports books, whatever app you love to use, or your pens and paper so you can write these down and take them right to your bookie because we're going to bankrupt them here today. Let's get into it. Today's best bets of the day. If you would, turn your attention to the left side of the screen. We got our Mags picks today. He's taken four. He's got the White Sox first five run line minus a half. The Boston Red Sox versus the Tampa Bay Rays over eight runs for the full game. The Chicago Cubs minus one and a half. And the Milwaukee Brewers first five money line on the right side of your screen you got my picks today five coming at you the tigers first five plus a half on the run line the oakland athletics first five money line the san francisco giants first five run line plus a half the giants full game money line in addition to that first bet and the seattle mariners first five run line minus a half for all five of mine today then right below that the two for tuesday parlay you got the white Sox minus one and a half and the astros minus one and a half you parlay those up you're getting right around plus 250 odds i absolutely love it have said it my partner said it i've already locked this in for two units it's one of my favorite favorite special plays that we have done in a long time i'm overly confident about this one and i am ready to kick the sports books right in the teeth after that terrible terrible monday madness parlay beat yesterday so let's get a special play to the window we went four and two last week oh and one to start the week hey we gotta have a sacrifice some Somewhere. If the Monday Madness is going to be the one, so be it. Let's cash the rest of them for the rest of the week. Yeah, like you said, about as confident in a special play as we have been in a while. Damn straight. So you know the deal. Hammer them home. Haven't said it in a while. Knock the headphones out. Yeah. But I'll get there real quick. Ready? In three, two, one. Lock them in. Hammer them home. Sprinkle a little bit of dough down. Whatever you like to say. Just make sure you get these best bets of the day coming from the TTL crew in it. Whatever the current best line is on your favorite sports book. Hammer them home. There you have it. There you go. Now, uh, last 
bit of text you will see on your screen now. In the bottom left is the money line diced roll of the day. You see it now. Told you at the top, the Toronto Blue Jays and the Miami Marlins are the abbreviations there for today's MLB matchup. And without further ado, let's get into the third and final betting segment of today, the money line dice roll. Here we go. Grab these dice. Go get right them on. Bam! Here they are, live and in prime time. I'm going to pull them out real quick so I got this ready to rock and roll. So we got the wild card dice. Then home away, money line ATS. All right. So... As always, partner, I'm going to get a little picture-in-picture uh, picture going here for our right. kind viewers at home. And uh, while I do that, if you could be so kind as to set the stage for us, who's the dog, who's the favorite, All what's right. our total, what's maybe a little bit of storylines going on in this matchup here today? All righty, so this one's going to be in Miami, Blue Jays, Marlins. Ross Stripling on the mound for the Blue Jays, right-hander versus Sandy Alcantara, righty for the Marlins. Now, you might be saying... Aren't you guys big fans of these Marlins pitching staffs? Uh, certainly, Sandy Alcantara. And the answer is yes. However, Ross Stripling, after a rough start to the season, is starting to figure things out. And, uh, you know, Blue Jays offense has been, uh, you know, picking things back up. That Marlins offense is a little worse for wear at times. So we go to the dice. Toronto is the underdog in this one with this pitching matchup, plus 108. And the Marlins are at minus 122 here. Over under is set at seven and a half. And on the run line, uh, Blue Jays plus one and a half is actually at minus 200. The, let's see, it's not even giving me the minus one and a half there for the Marlins. There it is, minus one and a half for the Marlins, plus 175. Uh, on the money line, the bet splits, the bets and money is coming in on Toronto. 58% of bets on Toronto, 55% of money on Toronto. Sharp indicator on our action app is labeling it as the Marlins here uh, with a couple of uh, experts, you might say, on the Marlins as well, like in Sandy Alcantara to take things down. Uh, Service numbers, again, I mentioned Ross Stripling, rough start, so his ERA is up over four, um, but lately he has been figuring things out and uh, is making you think twice about fading him, backing him, uh, because you never know if he's going to revert to that rough go that he was having earlier earlier on in the season because he was a no-brainer fade away for a few starts for him there earlier on in the season and uh vice versa for Cindy Alcantara lately however as I mentioned I'm pulling up Ross Stripling lately and he is uh 3.63 ERA in June uh, his last five starts, only one earn or one start over two earned runs allowed, and that was against the Red Sox. So a couple there with only one earned run allowed, one with zero earned runs runs allowed. So he has been really figuring things out. So, partner, are we about ready? Oh my friend, are we about ready? All right, come on, pal. You know the deal by now. We are. Uh... We are overly ready. So uh, quick little look here, ladies and gentlemen. I'll give you a bird's eye view. If you haven't seen them before, you do now. The money line dies. You can see they are a bit translucent right there. Absolutely gorgeous. I mean, look at how those dice sit on the table. I mean, crying out loud. And then they give you this beautiful, beautiful carrying case. I mean, how can you not? How can you not want some money line dice? Well, if you do, if you just uh, have now seen them and like, holy smokes, uh, I really need a pair of these, uh, 
or set of these, whatever you want to say. There you go, partner. Uh, well, we make it super nice and easy for you to do so. We put the MoneylineDice.com website link in this episode's description at the very bottom. Go ahead and hit that bad boy. And we're actually also kind enough to put the code in there for you to get 10% off when you go and shop and go to checkout and get whatever the heck you want. So head on over, MoneylineDice.com. Check out all their amazing merchandise. They got the dice. They got a keeping book, record keeping book, tracking book, bet tracking book, MMA scorecard, hat, shirt, all kinds of great, great merchandise uh, at the Moneyline Dice website. Pick out whatever you want. Nothing's off limits and enter code TTL10 at checkout. It's in the description just in case you miss it or forget it. And when you enter that code, you're going to get 10% off of anything you want on your first order on MoneylineDice.com. So there you go. There you have it. Let's get into today's roll of the day. All righty. Got to wake up the dice, get them alive. Get a moving. A little bit of a split there, Dice. So we need a here we call. go. All right. As always, home or away. Are we rocking and a rolling with the home team Miami Marlins? Or are we siding with the away team Toronto Blue Jays? We will all find out in three, in two, in one. That is going to be the home team Marlins. Home team Miami Marlins for the dice first roll of the day. Second roll, ATS or money line. Are we going to uh, get a little juicy or are we going to have to eat a little bit of chalk here? Is it very chalky? Or? Only minus 126, minus 125, right around there. Not bad at all. Nothing too shabby. So here we go. Second roll in three, in two, in one. That is going to be ATS. ATS. All right. And to wrap things up for the money line dice roll, you know the deal. Wild card dice has made its way to the set. Are we going to double down on the Marlins minus one and a half? Or, or is it plus one and a half? Oh, it's minus. Minus, minus one, one and a half. half. I wanted to make sure. Or will we have to re-roll or maybe even possibly go to the total? Who knows? But soon the wild card die will tell us. In three, in two, in one. Under seven and a half. Under seven and a half. All right. Big day from Sandy Alcantara incoming. The dice have spoken! If you want a guaranteed, take two tickets to the window tonight. You heard it here first. The Miami Marlins run line minus one and a half and under seven total runs in the Marlins versus Toronto Blue Jays game tonight. Hammer it home. You know the deal by now. In the dice we trust. In the dice we trust. Thank you, Dice. Thank you so much, Dice. Once again, Moneyline Dice, if you're watching, I mean, look at this. Look look at this. I thought we had a little... How, how do I look on the screen? Do I look like I'm looking at the dice? Look you at do. this. That's I mean, this looks yeah. beautiful. <laughs> you're actually right I mean, this is beautiful. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to do that earlier. There's so. a little bit of... I was concerned. There's like a glare right over right over here that looks like uh, a chip on the dice, but it's just a glare. So I had oh. a half second of panic there, but... Uh, All right. Well, there you go. There you have the it. the dice can't handle. All right. Well... There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Today's Moneyline Dice roll of the day. Getting notifications off the ass. We might have to figure out a new way to do this because that's yeah. notification all this shit. But for now, we are steadily improving. We got bigger shit to uh, accomplish. We just wanted to make sure you guys can see it and know that uh, we're not Josh and you're lying. So there you go. There you have it. It's already off the screen. We're set to rock and roll. 
So there we go. Let me uh, once again remind you, in case you missed it, Miami Marlins minus one and a half and the under seven and runs in the Blue Jays Marlins game. Thank you, Dice. We appreciate you, Dice. We love your picks. We love your plays. We love your best bets of the day. We would be lost without you. And the show could not go on. So once again, as always, have a gosh, have a great rest of your Tuesday. We'll see you on tomorrow's show. Thank you, Dice. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there you go. There you have it. That is all of today's best bets of the day, the special play, money line dice roll of the day, the first half of episode 64 for this beautiful June 22nd, 2021. Now, if you're just one of the kind gambling folks that uh, pops in the TTL pod, the daily show for our best bets of the day and all that good analysis, trends, everything we dish out for you guys, you're about to head out of here. First things first. Thank you so much for stopping by. We cannot tell you how much we appreciate you getting in the trenches with us every day and hammering in bets against these books. The war rages on and we need your help bankrupting these books every single day for the daily battle, one play at a time. So if you are headed out of here, have a great rest of your Tuesday, but don't stay away for too long. Make sure you meander on over for tomorrow's show. Beautiful Wednesday, June 23rd. We'll be here live in primetime once again. And uh, we'll see you for some more ticket cashing. So peace and love. But for the rest of you, hanging around for the second half of today's show, we got a lot of stuff to get into. We got some stuff to discuss. Some drama to dictate. Thought you were gonna try and rhyme that one. Nah, it was for some drama for your mama. Uh, (laughs) So, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, one of my favorite times and starts of a segment of this show. It is now rants and reactions. Here we go. Let's uh, drop it down into first gear. Kick it on back just a wee bit and talk some shit. So, uh, partner here. First things first, you're looking great, Thank looking you. good in the studio light. How you feeling? How you moving? How you grooving? Grooving? Coming off of a bit of a rough day, but uh, you know, I like I like the vibes. Oh, I like what's one. coming from oh, you. Oh, one and one. Uh, yeah, you know what really chapped me about that game? It was already like a four hour game before it went to extra innings, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, silver lining. I had my prop of the day out of that game, and uh, it was Castellanos to have an RBI and it cashed in the tenth inning with the. Uh, extra ghost runner there on second base mm. Castellanos to lead off the inning so uh ears perked off when I saw that because he had a couple opportunities and uh you know as much as I've hated on that uh extra inning rule it's uh you know maybe I'm changing my mind who knows it'll come through for you from yeah, time you to know. time yeah. but uh yeah you did look at me yesterday and say hey uh, I'm gonna take a little easy little light today I'm not gonna gonna do anything crazy so you always hate when you do those light days and that shit happens, but and I overall. also uh, only took I think one of your four plays that one, so a uh, little chop for me there. Ooh, buddy, uh, yeah, buddy, yeah. What were you doing? Ah, uh, you know, we had the Astros first. F- I'm blanking on what I took actually. Now I took the Astros for sure. First five, or the minus one and a half. I the was. First uh, five? I think I took both of those, so maybe I took two. But okay. uh, the other two Rangers I didn't take because that was on the parlay too. And then uh, what was the fourth one? My fourth one? Yeah. Uh, the Cubs in Cleveland under uh, seven yeah. and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I was, uh, yeah, yeah, I was a little skeptical on that one, but uh, I was wrong, of course. So, well, you know what? You'll have those days sometimes, but uh, hopefully, we both get out the brooms today. We got a nine and zero day on the horizon. Uh, but enough betting chatter for our bets of the day. Let's get into some uh, sports news, sports gambling news, and everything in between in today's rants and reactions. Uh, first things first, stopping by the gridiron. Uh, it has come out that uh, on the Undisputed on HBO that Tom Brady, he had an interview, and he says that there was one team in the running but they decided to stick with their quarterback. The team was very, very serious, but they decided to stick with said quarterback, to which Tom responded, you're really going to stick with that motherfucker? <laughs> Verbatim. Uh-huh. So now the question becomes, who is said team? Who and what guy were they sticking with? And decided to pass on Tom Brady and potentially three more Super Bowls over the course of the next five years. Who do you think it is? I'm uh, the Bears. Really? You think so? I think it could have potentially been the Bears. Interesting. Or I actually didn't even consider that. I was thinking maybe Raiders with Derek Carr because the Bears were so so. Ooh, Raiders. Raiders maybe because in my head I was thinking Florida, California, L.A. Maybe, um, maybe even the Rams and Jared Goff. Potentially. Maybe or yeah, I like Derek Carr potentially. Or, uh, yeah, I mean, maybe not that you said the Bears. I, I feel like he was trying to go to a little bit warmer weather for once to get away from that nasty cold in uh, November, yeah. December that he was used to. But now that you say that, now I'm thinking about that. Cause... But then you got to start thinking about, like, who, what team do you look at and you say, you look at their QB and you go, ugh, I don't want any part right. of that. Because that's kind of the reaction that he had, which... Yeah. Some people have that reaction with Derek Carr, but not, not a full, like, uh, really? Yeah. Not so, quite, man. But maybe. So, it is very interesting. Maybe developments will uh, start coming out. We might see. I was just trying to check, see if anything has recently come out. Nothing as of yet, but uh, from me to thee, whatever team was dumb enough to pass up on Tom Brady, um, hey, Best of luck not even getting to the playoffs because you probably just cursed yourself. You probably just gave yourself the non-playoff curse for the next 50 years. Yeah. The other team I was uh, thinking that I was blanking on was uh, potentially the Colts maybe, maybe before they brought Phil Rivers, even if after maybe that was one because they have a solid roster and maybe yeah. that would have interested him playing at the Dome. That would have felt like a weird fit though for Brady to go to the Colts. Though. Yeah, now, that would have been a weird fit. That. Brady and Reich. That would have been <laughs> so been... weird, dude. I'm just saying because of that rivalry and Colts fans have hated him over the last that is 20 true. years. And that's more what that I was saying. True. But even what you're saying also. But, but man, that that's interesting. You know, might have to do a little bit of digging, a little bit of dirt, see... Uh, See what all is on that front, because I was trying to do some research on it yesterday, and obviously I uh, I haven't watched the Undisputed episode. Maybe I watch the episode and see, uh, or is it Undisputed? Or I actually didn't know what it was. Maybe on. not. I didn't maybe see not. Undi- said that. Maybe not Undisputed. Or undisputed. Uh, Shannon and Shannon Sharp and um, yeah, that's that show. Okay, well it wasn't Undisputed then. Um, it was. It starts with a U. I don't know. Podcast, some type of show like that, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. One of those. All of, uh, you know, whatever everything is nowadays. So uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, if any news comes out, who that team might actually be, or maybe it says it in that episode. So maybe I have to do a little bit of uh, 
schoolwork here and yeah. see if we can find anything extra on that. Um, but outside of that, nothing real crazy going on in the NFL. Still waiting to hear about old Aaron Rodgers, what's happening. I won't waste any breath on any rumors or nonsense because I know it's just going to get shot through the floor. I can't even hardly get this guy riled up anymore with just how long this has been dragging on. Um do I believe Aaron Rodgers still wants out? Yeah, quite possibly. Um, do I believe he's going to go anywhere? Uh, quite possibly not. So we'll see what happens. I have no idea. Uh, honestly, I don't think anybody has any idea, but that's about all there is to talk about in the NFL right now. Um, cruising right along, 79 <laughs> days until the regular season starts. 79, huh? 79 days until the NFL regular season. 79 so, too long. 79 too long, but 79 we're going to have to strap in and wait for, uh, but boy, oh boy. Mm, once that time gets here, oh, yeah, Thursdays, Sundays, and Mondays, baby. Sundays, I, it just it's so electrifying on Sundays. There's no other sport that has every single damn team in the entire league playing on one freaking day. Yeah, for the I most mean, part, we've been pretty doggone happy doing this the last few months. There is, uh, I can't imagine doing this and also having full football Sundays because there is not much of uh, anything that makes me happier than a full no. football Sunday and the preparation for it, the actual obviously watching. And, smashing uh you know 10 pizzas and 10 things of dip whatever yep. you have there but with all yeah, that being said, this guy and his dip let me tell you pizza. goodness yeah we're pizza but this guy makes some of the ki- most killer dips on the planet and uh they're so damn good he has a tendency he has a tendency of uh eating the whole fucking thing himself so uh watch out you ever find yourself next to mags in a uh sunday football party be sure to have the dip on a high shelf or else it might uh, really go missing. Mm-hmm. But anywho, anywho, that's all for about uh, the NFL nonsense going on. Uh, we'll be sure to uh, do some deep dive, see if any underlying stories are coming out for some free agency stuff like that. But moving on to the diamond. It's official, folks. It's official, Max. Dumps are checking pictures for sticky stuff. Mm-hmm-hmm. I told you guys at uh, the end, we were talking about it a few episodes back, and I told you it was going to be when the pitcher was coming off from their right. start or out of the relief, whatever the case might be. Exactly what it was. Uh, kind of goofy, kind of weird. I think. Very weird. I think it looks a bit, if you guys have seen that meme of that security guard that's just like, oh yeah yeah, checking yeah. guys checking like guys looking like he's checking guys at a suit yeah ba- not even like checking anybody at all just barely touching them whatever the case might be well um sorry there was just a total Love, Pat. there yeah, was a total scream in the today. goodness gracious that just totally threw me off track um well that being uh that being the case i don't know i mean do they continue to do this is this going to be a forever baseball rule now um i mean how how do you feel about it overall i think it's just just, a weird look it's it's bizarre i mean there was one i can't remember exactly what it was it might have been you darvish last night i don't remember but there was one where i think it was you darvish they checked his glove they checked his hat whatever and then he was all good and then the you know like a 25 percent of the fans start like cheering basically Mm because everything was fine and it's like okay well what are we doing out here, man? Yeah, I I don't know. Obviously, the war on sticky stuff rages on, <laughs> the war but on sticky stuff. I mean, but who knows? I I don't know I if mean, uh, if pitchers got, are getting sneaky yeah, or know. or who knows what the case is. But well, I mean, so what I don't understand. So for a starting pitcher, they don't check him until he's done for his full start or after every inning. Full start. So okay. So how about? So wouldn't it be okay, uh, you know, a possibility for them to have it the first five innings, and then they know they're about to get taken out, 
and then they just wash their hands off. Like maybe it's not that simple. I don't know much about it, but like, isn't that a possibility? Quite possibly, or switch out gloves, whatever the case yeah, might exactly. be. Have a backup glove that hat, looks exactly yeah, the glove, same. Hat, whatever. Yeah. And uh, you know, we got Garrett Cole in the mound tonight, so. Will we see something interesting tonight? Who knows? We were conspiratorial about that the last time he took the mound. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I looked at Colt today. I said, Garrett Cole on the mound, checking for substance, not good today. And he's like, yeah, I don't know about that. And I was like, yeah, I probably shouldn't rely on that as my <laughs> <laughs> So I'll stay away from that. Yeah, we'll we'll see what happens, though, because, I mean, obviously checks weren't happening when he got that last start. He was really dominant, right. but now we got right. checks. So we'll see what happens. And Mr. Ah. I don't really know how to answer that. Uh, might be in some hot water. So we'll see what happens. I'm excited. This is okay, I mean, this can is you getting imagine fun. the shitstorm on social media if he gets the five well, of the first the two innings? Well, that, but the thing is, too, imagine if one of these pitchers gets caught with sticky stuff and, like, because it'll be a whole fucking thing oh, yeah. now. It'll be a whole thing now. And social media will lose their mind. Toss his ass out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he'll be gone. He might get banned. I mean, I- I'm telling you, oh, goodness. nobody wants to get caught because it'll be bad it'll be really really bad like it'll be the the baseball media you you know the baseball media as well as i do they will eat that shit alive my friend it will be terrible so hey man if you're an mlb player doubt you're watching this but uh, if you know one get the word to them don't fuck up (laughs) because it might be your baseball career my friend (laughs) it might be but uh outside of that teams moving and grooving uh, didn't talk about it yesterday. Shohei Otani already invited to the home run derby. Mm-hmm. Just oh my gosh! That's... Yeah, I'm uh, I'm hoping for a stacked lineup because uh, yeah. we haven't seen missed it last year. So I'm uh yeah I'm I'm looking forward to it. One um, of my favorite events of the year. Yeah, without without having it last year, I realized how much I kind of miss All Star Weekend. Yeah, man. I mean just just All Star Weekend for baseball. I I tend to kind of like All Star Weekend for baseball better than NBA. Oh, yeah, all of them. I mean, that's the one but all where... all of them in general. Yeah, all of them in general. Because, uh, yeah, NBA would probably be my second, especially with the slam dunk contest when it's good. Sometimes it's not. But, uh, yeah, the baseball all-star game is the one where they can go. And now, since they've changed the rules a little bit, it's dialed back a little bit. But they can still give about 80 90% without worrying too much about injury as opposed right. to the other three sports where they're given 40% at best. So Right. You know, and that, that like, kind of... Um, that's almost like an MMA, right? Um how some of the differences in like the sport, like regular, regular fighting, right? Regular MMA, you, if you're sparring, you're going 60%, mm-hmm. 50% maybe, or if you're ways out from a fight, 70%, 75. Okay. But then you transfer to something like BJJ, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, and you can go a hundred percent, a hundred percent of the time. Cause you're, ne- you're never going to hurt anybody. Okay. Never- now, granted, maybe you get them in a heel hook or something and you can shred their ACL all the hell if they're, they don't tap in time, but you can go a hundred percent. So it's always interesting. It's always been so interesting to me that some of those sports that like you can literally give 150% and the chance of injury or other issues and stuff happening, this is, is so minimal I like compared to some other stuff. Interesting analogy. Yeah. You know, I've, I've always kind of thought of that. I'm glad you mentioned that. Cause that popped that into my head. One of those yeah, rabbit holes. I, I don't know. Football and NHL, I get it. You don't want to go hundred percent in those games. No, Obviously, not at football. all basketball i would i wish they would go a little bit harder but they don't play a lick of defense no but the mlb i've always loved the mlb all-star game. yeah it's been a blast and a half so uh definitely looking forward to all-star weekend uh coming up here i have no idea what it is june july something july something july something it's usually middle of july so yeah. we'll see when that comes out uh we'll be sure to have that maybe uh who, who the hell even knows where it's gonna be at i don't know 
I don't I feel even, like they announced it, but I haven't been following. I know there story. was that whole shindig that we weren't trying to get into that yeah. was happening earlier on in the year, and I've kind of just been avoiding it because I don't even want to. I don't want to get into that shit. Yeah. So I'm just going to let them tell me later where it's going to be at once right. it's all good. So there you go. That is the game that is so beautiful it has to be played on diamonds. The MLB. Moving on to the hardwood. Um, yesterday's break seemed like the stupidest fucking thing on the planet to me. Tell me I'm wrong. You think so? Why the fuck did the Suns and the Clippers have to play that game on Sunday? Like, what was the point of having no NBA yesterday? Why not give them an extra day rest and have them play game one on Monday? And then you already have the Hawks and the Bucks ready prime to go for Tuesday. Like, you already had that on the docket. Why did we have to play game one on Sunday? Why not start a fresh Hawks week? And probably need, they're trying to get the Hawks at least one more day off. Because they played on Sunday too, so then you're turning around the Hawks Tuesday, turning around for Tuesday. Yeah, kind of need one. It's the day playoff. Ah, you're not wrong. It's the playoffs. You're not out of. I, I don't know. know. It just felt so bizarre without. It's kind of. I kind of like the break. Yeah, I guess like so. Hey, the playoff betting's been pretty rough, man. I mean, I don't want to say rough, but it's just it's been challenging. Like it it's been, been it's been I challenging. Some, I had some success for the through the first couple of or first round and a half, and then the last half of that last round, I was struggling a bit. So yeah, I don't know where I'm at tonight. Well, with that being said, uh, we do have NBA action back on tap tonight. Suns and Clippers. The Suns are right around minus five and a half last time I looked. Something like that. Um, word from the wise, me to you, about every son of a bitch I could find on the internet or any other handicapper or sports betting analyst that I have any type of respect for is all over Phoenix, minus five and a half or minus six. Mm-hmm. So you know me. When everybody's zigging, I like to zag. So uh, might be hammering in Clippers plus five and a half plus six. I don't know. And there was one guy, one guy who I highly, highly respect, who I've been following probably since I've been handicapping. Um, And he is on the Clippers plus six. I think that difference, yeah, because I mean, Devin Booker was awesome. Do we think he's going to be as awesome as he was in game one? I don't know. Well, that's the thing, dude. I mean, like, he's a, good. I think he's going to oh, be really good again yeah, tonight. Absolutely. But he was like, that was a... 40 points, That might have been his best performance of his career. But yeah, like, stage it was, like the least. all-star players, like Kevin Durant, for example, had uh-huh. that 50-point game and then came out the next game. I don't even know if he cracked 30. I don't even know if he cracked 25. Like, I mean, in the playoffs so far, these all-stars have had huge games and then they're like, okay, I can take a game off. The boys got me. They see that I'm here and then the boys don't got them at all. And then they try and pick it back up. Maybe. So I don't know. I think, maybe I think it's a lot closer than what we saw on Sunday. I'll tell you that much. Well, like you said, there are a lot of times and yesterday in a different sport, it was that case for me and my Reds where a lot of the people that you really respect and you trust their opinion all of them are on one side and it's like oh, you just you know you see the first couple and it's like all right nice this guy's with me and then it's like this guy's with me this guy's with me oh shit something's a little fishy over every here. time man every t- almost, every, it's every nine time. times out of ten yeah oh, shit nine point nine times out of ten my friend has a sliver a tenth of a sliver that it is incorrect i mean and and I, I I I do the same thing. Like I'll hammer in a bet, and then I'll be like, oh, let me check it out, and like I'll scroll through, and some of the guys that I follow at the Action Network, whatever the case might be, they're all on it too, and I'm like, oh no, this can't be good. Too good to be this true. This can't be good at all. So I feel like tonight's one of those nights. Uh, there are way too many people on the Hawks minus five and a half, minus six. So uh, or, or I'm yeah, the Hawks, the Suns minus five yeah. and a half. With that being said, I don't know that I'm confident enough in the Clippers, so I'm gonna I'm gonna be kicking it around all afternoon. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Uh, and outside of that, then we got the, uh, already kind of mentioned it, we got the Hawks and Bucks coming up. Uh, I told you guys yesterday, I locked in my Hawks future ticket. 
You're riding with me or you're not riding with me. You're getting updated about it every single time. So now I am 150% an Atlanta Hawks fan, mm. uh, just as I am now a Montreal Canadiens and New York Islanders fan. Uh, yes, I am completely bandwagoning. I do bandwagon to the playoffs. Once uh, one of my teams are eliminated or I just like a specific team, you can uh, pound sand if you got anything to say about it. Uh, yes, I am a bandwagoner. So with that being said, um, man, I don't know. This uh, this 10K Atlanta Hawks outright better is uh, once again starting to look smarter and smarter as the days roll on. Yeah, I mean, I can't uh, can't hate you for what you did. I can't hate you for what you just said. I am uh, I'm uh, I'm not riding with you. My hot that. take. My hot take. hot take. Said it to you yesterday. You did and uh, you know fishy things have been happening as far as injuries and uh, who's to say it won't happen? So so that's what I'm thinking. CP3 comes back. Something wild happens within that Suns lineup that causes the Clippers to advance. I don't know oh, what okay. it's going to be, what's going to happen. Milwaukee, something's going to happen with them. They haven't really had to battle injury outside of Dante DiVincenzo. And once that kicks their ass, the Hawks will slide through. Hey, it might take seven for the Hawks. It might be 14 more games for the Hawks. I will promise you that. But I am starting to see the light more and more as these days go on that the Hawks might win this damn thing outright, man. They I, uh, might win this thing outright. Kevin Herter is uh, down in Atlanta getting all the sugar he can yeah, want right fair. now. That's fair. So uh, that's fair. that man is slowly, yeah, little white yeah. boy is slowly leveling up day by yeah. day. So I think yeah. he uh, <laughs> gets more and more dominant. Has uh, maybe visited Blue Flame a time or two, if you mm-hmm. will. Yeah, you yeah. know what I'm talking about? I, I think I know what you're talking about. I, that would be one of those uh, dancing facilities. In Atlanta, yeah. yeah. one of those, one of them nice dancing facilities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, I am all over the Bucks for this series, and the I don't think it's going to be a bad series. I think it's going to be a good series, but I'm all over the Bucks for the title. Uh, as long as Giannis is healthy, I think they're taking it, so... Yeah, there's where my opinions lie. And uh, unfortunately, those odds are uh, not spectacular. No, they're awful. Don't know if I'll be taking it, actually, but, you know. Yeah, so then in a spot like that, you almost got to look like, damn, Milwaukee's favored that much? Like, is that a setup? Is that a setup, man? I think so. I think they're just the best team left. I don't know. I you were talking this hot about the Nets, like had yeah, this I, much I confidence that, I, about okay, the Nets. Well, then they lost Kyrie. They had a hop with James Harden. Who knows? So. Something might happen to Milwaukee. You're, if that happens, then I'll. I, you know, that's what I. Then said. you're coming over to the dark side. If they get through Milwaukee, sure. All right, sure. You heard it here first. If the Atlanta Hawks get through Milwaukee, Mags is coming over to the side of the Atlanta Hawks, but. Goodness gracious, knocking out headphones. But they ain't uh, getting through unless Giannis. <laughs> unless he's dead. Uh, outside of that, wrapping up NBA nonsense, uh, any hot takes, partner, as to where Ben Simmons potentially goes and uh, maybe Doc gets the boot too, where he goes? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he already came out. He wasn't giving the, the biggest boat of confidence after the uh, Game 7 loss, but now I don't know if it was today or yesterday – he came out and said that they have a plan to fix his shooting because I mean, if you fix that guy's shooting, he's going to be a top five player in the league. But uh, seems like a pretty steep hill to fucking climb. I think he needs more than a shooting fix. I yeah, think he needs a mental fix. Yeah. There you go, yeah. nail on the head, my friend. I, I think he nailed it yesterday with the yips. I don't think it's like a, yeah. you know, like serious like mental issue. I yeah. think it's just the sports yips. I think it's the yips, and, man. Uh, and the I fact mean, he's never been good at shooting, but I rewatched that that last play a few times when he goes up for that 
that dunk well, didn't, didn't go, go up go for up the dunk, dunk against yeah. Trey Young and I don't I don't understand. Mm-mm. I don't understand. I rewatched it maybe 10, 15 times last night just looping that shit. Right. Like, what did he see? What maybe was something? Well, he said something like he assumed that. Uh, I can't remember who was behind him. Maybe John Collins. I don't remember exactly. But he's like, oh, I assumed he was coming up behind him. And it's like, all right, dude. Well, be a strong. Case, you get fouled. <laughs> yeah, and then he can't go to the line and misses line. him. So it's all in his damn it's head. It's all in man. his head. 100%. That is uh, literally. I mean, we literally just cracked the code. I, I'm start liking Trey Young more and more on the offensive side but i mean he's still got some big defensive issues and you got a scrawny trey young coming at you that's making you pass out of it man hey ben you need some help we crack the code here we 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 got the we fix, fix for you we, we can fix it for you all right just or anybody who knows ben just get to him and let him know colts made of motivation minutes got his back and yep then our mags has all the yips fixers yep he's got some nice old homeschool wives tale tricks but I mean, if I don't know, I'm I'm interested to see if it gets to a point where like maybe they start to fuck around with their plan, and if it works, then hey, like I said, if he can figure out some type of shooting help, then he's gonna be a perennial all star. Yeah. If not, if they get through a chunk of that plan into a month, and it's like yeah, I don't know what's going on mm-hmm. here. This is uh, mm-hmm. more of the same. I can mm-hmm. see him getting shipped out, and people are uh, and this was no actual like rumors or anything like that. People are just speculating where he could go. Um, you know, Bulls fans were kicking the tires around like what would a trade look like for the Bulls? Hard to believe that happens without Zach Levine, which I am not a fan of. Uh, I think that might even be a decent pair of them together. But uh, why do we need to add more mediocre players of the Bulls? But that's the thing. I mean, it's just a weird fit. I mean, there's still I, I it's 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 not like he's a mediocre player if you can find the right fit around him and True. find him in the right piece because he's a, a solid, very solid defender. But I just he's feel a good like passer and playmaker. But he, I, th- and that, I've said this before. That lost, he lost in that series. So I've said this before that if you have a bad, bad team and a bad record or a, a losing culture, rather, and you just keep adding good players to losing culture, eventually they're going to just continue to become losing That's players. I, and I'm not saying the Bulls are losers, but technically they're fucking last losers. Four, we didn't see them in the playoffs the last four years. Yeah, That's man. Fair. So it's it's kind of upsetting. Uh, Portland's the other team that was getting big speculations, Ooh. but I. Ooh, but uh, who, 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 who just to shake the, It was CJ McCollum that was in the speculation, which I really. I guess that'll ruffle some feathers. I mean, he's not the CJ McCollum we once knew, but I think he'll get back to it. I like CJ McCollum. But, yeah, uh, I think so too. I think that's a weird fit too. Yeah, I think that's, that's bizarre. I I just don't think Ben Simmons can go anywhere but Philadelphia. Like I don't know. he just he doesn't seem like he would fit on any other team. Yeah, like it's just it's bizarre. Well, the one that people and I agree with would be like you know being a piece within the Warriors to facilitating through their awesome shooters, and like whatnot. an eight man. No, not an eight man. Like he would be, uh, he would be a starter, and he would facilitate to Steph and uh, Clay Thompson when he comes back. But uh, I don't know how they would make that trade without, uh, you know, giving up some type of interesting piece there. I guess they have. Uh, yeah, man. It just, there's no team that makes sense. There's yeah. just it, it, it's so it's bizarre. Not like a yes, that's it exactly. It's, it's so not bizarre. Like that. Yeah, there's there's no team that makes sense, or really any team that I feel like would be like, oh, hey, we we, we got to go get Ben. We got to get him. Uh, seems like you have a little bit of an update or something to uh, um, me. So I'm about double here? checking here, but I'm a little bit uh, upset with myself that I didn't realize the fucking NBA draft lottery is tonight. Well, my friend, uh, won't tattle on you. Somebody likes to put together the rants and reactions agenda from time to time. Maybe somehow I gotta start the, getting uh, into the news again. Wasn't in What's the, the deal, news? pal? Can't win with it. Can't win with it. But 
Hell between my legs. Uh, so, so <laughs> NBA that means lottery. the Bulls got to get top four pick or else they lose their pick. I don't know their odds exactly, but uh, not terrible. Not great. But uh, I'll be watching. So they have to get fourth overall to top not four. top four to not. Because that trade that they made with the Magic oh, this year. Oh, that's right. With that's right. Dude, I totally forgot yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah. Holy top shit. Top four protected. So for those who don't understand what top four protected means or whatever, top three, top ten, whatever is protected. If the Bulls pick lands within the top four, the Bulls get to keep their pick. If it goes five through, or I think it would just be uh, yeah, yeah, somewhere in the top ten outside of four, it goes to the Magic if it's not the top four. So that would be bad, obviously. With that trade, you were hoping that the Bulls would either uh, somehow find themselves tanking even harder or getting into the playoffs. They went right in the Didn't middle. Didn't either. They went right in the middle, which was not ideal. So Yeah, not ideal at all. Not a deal at all, but... Uh, well, hey, thanks for that, man. Always holding out hope. Because I didn't know it either. I'm here over here talking shit, and I didn't even look into it either. But uh, if you guys know me, I'm not the NBA guy here. You're the NBA guy here. So what? what's the deal, pal? I checked that out last week, and I was like, oh, it's coming up. <laughs> I'm totally got to talk about this. And then it slipped my mind. Out the window. See yep. you later. Uh, but there you go. Hardwood. All the stuff happening there. Last but not least. Let's head on over to the ice. Okay. A little bit of uh, Stanley Cup action last night. We've talked about it plenty. I don't really even want to talk about it. If you got to add anything, partner, I love my Isles. I think um, they are not a 0-8 to eight team that, at, at all. They've proven that. I don't know what the hell happened last night. I don't know why they couldn't get any on net. I don't know if the Lightning were just... are just that much better. And this is the end of the road for Barry Trotz and the Isles. It might be... He did say... Uh, that loss last night, eight nothing, is enough motivation for the island. Well, I would fucking hope so. Fucking what do you so. need? 15 0, 32 0? I mean, what, what do we need? Because, uh, I mean, going back to the uh, Coliseum for game six, you like their chances because they're a solid home team, obviously. But I I don't know. I don't know if they can win it in Tampa Bay in game seven if it gets to that point. So I, I don't think they can at all. I think the road is coming to an end for them. I think uh, you are correct on that one, but uh, I'm still holding out hope for the Habs versus Isles in the Stanley Cup Finals. It's not over until it's over, and we've seen crazier things already in these Stanley Cup playoffs. So, Mostly involving both of those teams. Mostly involving both of those teams. Who knows? Maybe more nonsense to come. Uh, But tonight, Game 5, my Habs, Las Vegas Knights. Are we going to see kind of a similar storyline to last night? I don't know. What are you thinking? Because we've been talking about it, and uh, I think I'm going to be hammering, hammering in the nights tonight. Because uh, if you want to go ahead and nail it in the nail it on the head, what uh, you were saying to me, but uh, these series are looking a little yeah, similar. Just lately. way, way too similar. And I don't know, man. Maybe I'll go to the over. Does Leonard stay fucking... Does he stay good in net for the Knights after replacing Flurry? Do the Habs defense all of a sudden just collapse out of nowhere like the Islanders defense collapsed? Does Vegas ratchet it up on offense on a whole... I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. This hurts my head now because yeah. I was starting to really see these dogs, and now it's like, wait, what? The, what the hell? You guys, you guys have battled like crazy, and now you're going to be giving me these games. And uh, Gump Cathcart said it perfectly. Uh, Gumpy on the Pat McAfee show, or uh, actually on the Hammer Don podcast, he said uh, that the. Uh, I don't want to say it wrong. The Knights had no business winning game three right, right, right. and the Canadians had no business winning game four. Mm-hmm. And like, I could not have said that any more perfectly. Yeah. Like it should have been flip flop. <laughs> yeah. So game five, who the hell knows? We might see another 
football score come out tonight. I, I don't yeah, know. I'm, I, um, I think I'm going to go to the over just because it's getting some solid positive money. There's some books that are offering it as a favorite on the line. Um, so negative money, but FanDuel Sportsbook is offering it at positive money. Hmm. So a little bit interesting to me there. I might be on that over five. I mean, just because every single one has gone to the under and it's like, oh, I mean, that's got to be the under. Why would it be anything but the under? These defenses are great. This has been the same thing. It's the whole playoffs. Mm-hmm. And then it smacks you in the mouth and it's uh, totally over by about 13 yeah. goals. I might be going, I'm not the hockey guy, so it's not really any true analysis, but uh, I think I might be going Knights and the over. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, obviously, we got more plays and stuff to uh, to look through and dish out today. So if you do uh, want all of the rest of our best bets of the day, everything like that, quick little reminder, all of them outside of the show are available on the Action Network app. We uh, do have full profiles and everything set up there. So I am at cash underscore with underscore Colt. My man is at RMAGS in all caps. And then you can follow the uh, TTL page at Talking the Line. Super simple. I know, uh, totally mind blowing there with the name of the page. Outside of that, uh, nothing else major in the NHL. Wanted to remind you about the Action app. Uh, let's see here. Oh, link to reminder. Uh, if you guys have not already gone to it, uh, first link in this episode's description, link tree there, got all of our additional content, uh, all of our social platforms, and then anything else that we roll out or come out with or anything generally update it there. And then on all of our social platforms. So, uh, suggest you follow us there. If you're uh, having a hard time, either a remembering when uh, the show is or anything like that, or, uh, you're just wanting to, uh, have quick, easy access to us whenever you want. Um, cause we are, rather active all over the social sphere. So make sure you follow us. That way you can stay up to date. Uh, if we add anything additional, any prop of the days, any daily draws, anything, uh, you can always find it on our Twitters and uh, pretty much all of our other social t- yeah. channels and content. So make sure you go to the link tree, follow all that jazz. Um, anything else major coming up? I uh, gave you a little hint yesterday. Uh, we've been working getting on something and it's getting better and better day by day uh more and more answers being found minute by minute and uh more and more connections being made moment by moment connections so uh connections connections so there's your hint for today connections uh yesterday was uh it's going to be an absolute electric factory Ah. from number one (laughs) what a hint what a hint (laughs) Uh, so there you go. Connections and electric factory (laughs) connections and electric factory. There's your two hints for, um, what appears anybody can specifically guess what it is based off those two things. I'll lose my fucking mind. You can have every, you can have it all. Yeah. (laughs) It's yours now. But, um, so super excited about that. Um, that would yeah, I think that's the most uh, the most on the horizon thing we got coming yeah, out. Yeah, aside um, from uh, you know building everything we got already. Yeah, we got a and yeah everything all in addition, and then we we might have a few other things coming out too. Uh, maybe some other uh, no, handshake uh, agreements. Yeah, we're we're working, we're screw driving shit, we're hammering shit. You know. Yeah, you know all the above. We don't just hammer in bets. We uh, hammer in the lab all of the additional stuff behind. So <laughs> we uh, we got some stuff coming for you guys. So make sure you stay tuned in. This is only the beginning. 
we are about to move on to bigger and better. The, the Daily Show will always be here. We'll always have it. We might adjust it time-wise. We might do some things, but we'll let you know before we do. But we got we got another rung on the ladder to go up. We, we actually got about another 100 rungs on the ladder to go yeah. up. We, we, we ain't even close to stopping yet, kids. So uh, if you think that this is the peak of the Talking the Line crew as you know it, oh, no. Oh, no, no. You are uh, barely, barely seeing the tip of the iceberg, my friend. So there you go. There you have it. Plenty of stuff coming. Uh, Make sure you stay locked in. We'll be sure to tell you about it. How you doing? Keep it moving. Here we go. Um, Anything else ransom reaction wise? I didn't get into any breaking news. Anything else? Nope. All right. Well, nothing else to get into. So how about we uh, wrap up this show with a little motivation minute? Go for it. All right, my friend. It is time now for my motivation minutes and told you at the top of the show what I was going to tell you about today, talk about today, discuss today, give you a little perspective on today, Um, but I'll remind you here once again to start the motivation minutes today and then uh, share a little bit of thought on that and uh, we'll wrap this bad boy up. Mm -hmm. So first things first, the, the message and what I want you to remember today is that everybody has a backstory. Everybody has issues they're dealing with, problems that they're facing, challenges that lie ahead. Everyone has a backstory. You are not the only person on the planet that is dealing with anxieties, that is dealing with worry, that is dealing with fear, that is dealing with financial issue, that is dealing with whatever the case might be, a terrible boss, a bad relationship, whatever it might be. You are not the only person. There are other people that might have it a lot worse than you do. And far too often, because of the issues that we have in our own life, we have a tendency to project that energy on other people who might not even be involved in any of those situations. But because of our lack of acknowledging other people and that they have their own shit going on, we decide that we are the most important, our problems are the only ones that matter, and we decide to project it all out onto everybody else. How many times have you heard somebody say, I'm going through a lot right now? I have a lot, and I am too. I'm actually going through a shitload right now, as a matter of fact, that I think about it, and I still get up early as hell every single morning, I still come live to you guys every single day, and I still provide a message. I don't share my negative things, my anxieties, my worries with you guys. Why? Why? What's the point? There's no, there's no reason to add additional worries to your plate, add additional negative energy to your plate. Because I know you have a backstory. You have things that you are battling right now that probably don't even compare to some of the things that I'm battling. Just like some of the things I am don't even compare to things you are, vice versa. So maybe it's time we start empathizing a little bit. Maybe it's time that in every single interaction, we just have a little bit of compassion and kindness. Maybe we remember that we're all humming beans at the end of the day on this floating rock in the middle of nothing. And when you break it down that simply, it starts becoming a lot easier just to become nice and kind. Do me a favor tonight. After you get through this day, you rush around, you go about, as you're remembering through the day that everybody has a backstory, 
Go stand out on your back porch, your balcony, your backyard, whatever you have, and look up at the sky. And remember that we are on a floating rock in the middle of nothing that is at such perfect balance that if even a molecule were off, our whole atmosphere would explode. That is no lie. That is straight up. And with all that being said, it makes it a lot easier to remember how small you are in this world, how small your problems are in this world, and how many other people might be battling those same things. And if you take the time to realize that, hey, Riley has a backstory. Hey, Zach has a backstory. Hey, John has a backstory. Whatever the case might be, if you take that time to realize that, maybe you guys might just connect on a problem that you're both facing and learn how to tackle it together. Who knows? But today, I challenge you guys to remember that everybody has a backstory. And regardless of where you're at in your life, don't project your backstory onto others. Come into every single situation with kindness, compassion, and empathy. Realizing that everybody's going through their own caca too. And that if we can all just realize that a little bit, maybe this might be, my, this life might become a little bit easier. So tonight, today, today, remember, everyone has a backstory, my friends. You are not the only one. And number two, when you get done with your whole day, just before you go to bed, just before you get wind down your evening, go stand outside and look up at the sky and remember how small we are, how small you are, how small I am in this whole big universe that we just so happen to be perfectly balanced and living in. That's my motivation minutes for today. Good stuff, my man. Yeah. I uh, I don't uh, I don't have too much to add to it. I mean, you nailed it. Appreciate it. Uh, nailed the hammer on the nail. Appreciate it. So yeah, I mean, I uh, like I said, I don't have too much to add. I uh, definitely try to uh, adhere to this on a daily basis. So don't know that I have uh, you know personal experience this time around or not, but yeah, I love what the message is today. Well, I appreciate it, my man, and uh, it's something that's very important to me. Um, had somebody share with that with me a very long time ago. Um, two things actually, <laughs> and uh, it makes me smile thinking about it. Um, two things. Everybody has a backstory, and what difference does it make? Remember those two things, and this life becomes a whole lot easier. So, that officially does it for my motivation minutes of the day. There you go. There you have it. Officially, episode number 64 of the Talking the Line podcast on this beautiful June 22nd, 2021. Yes, I did just get a quick side glance of the date to make sure. Boy, oh boy. I say it all the time. I feel like I say it all the time. But man, we are just clipping right along day to time, day to time. Here we go. Moving and grooving. Um, Nothing else really coming from me. Quick glance. Everything looks to be in order. Partner, anything burning on the brain, melting on the heart, festering on the soul that you have been dying to get out to the kind gambling people that joined us, or even not gambling people, that joined us on episode number 64 of the Talking the Line pod. How about some uh, next level brand recognition going on in the uh, Olympic qualifiers? Okay. Christina Clemens qualified for the Olympics. Okay. I don't know if it was this week, yesterday, today, this morning, whatever it was, but she was wearing Cool Ranch Dorito earrings. Okay. 
Interesting choice, huh? Were they like the plastic? Uh, that I don't know. It was like little tiny little guys, but it was very clearly a Doritos bag. Oh, Here. so it was like a Dorito so bag. Like, yeah, so it wasn't like she... Oh, yeah, so not the chips, not the chips. So I, what in my mind, what I'm thinking is like a triangle in the form of the, the chip and then like maybe like the plastic of the Dorito bag on there. But now that I'm like putting it together, obviously they're not going to do something that chintzy. So like the Dorito bag as a medallion. itself, but yeah. Yeah, but like the Dorito bag medallion. Family-sized Dorito bag hanging off her ears. Hey, there you go, you know. Maybe you might want to think about product placement. Uh, might slow you down there on the old track, but hey. Yeah, don't know if that was uh, a paid ad or if, uh, you know, that was personal choice for being a monster Dorito fan. But uh, hey, Cool Ranch Doritos fucking rule, so I can't hate. Hey, who knows? Us, uh, well, I say us athletes. I'm no longer an athlete. <laughs> hey, haven't been an athletes. athlete for a while. Uh <laughs> Well, in the past, athletes have ticks of all sorts and types, traditions, rituals, everything in between. Maybe those are her Cool Ranch ritual earrings. But you heard it here first. Christina Clements wears Cool Ranch Dorito earrings. Talk about brand placement. In her qualifying for the Olympic trials. Per. Riley Magnuson. Accidentally typed Coor Ranch Doritos, and then it got me thinking about some uh, a combo of Coors and Cool Ranch Doritos combo chip. Not a big Coors fan. You're not a big Coors fan. I am. You are, I know. uh, Banquets. Coors Banquets. Big fan of those stubby bottles, baby. Those stubbies. Still got some banquet in my fridge right now. Oh, big fan of the stubs, bro. I love me some And then you twist her off, you get you a nice little message. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get a little inspiration mm-hmm. while you're yep. drinking your stubby. Yep, yep. yep. Oh, we actually uh, had a buddy in college. Uh, we tried to get that nickname to stick, Stubby. Stubby. <laughs> Short little dude, and we started drinking those. We were like, man, we should start calling this guy Stubby. And like, we all tried to do it, and it just never stuck. He probably didn't like it. <laughs> he hated it. <laughs> he probably he didn't hated like it at all. We tried, that's why we tried to get it to stick, but it just never did. Fucking bullies, dude. No, yeah, well, hey. <laughs> that would kind of seem to be college, my friend, everybody. <laughs> Anyway. Well, anyways, uh, there's that rabbit hole. Well, as always, you just never know what you're going to get here at the Talking the Line pod. Uh, just about perfect time, hour and 45 minutes. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, degenerates, gamblers far and wide, thank you guys so, so, so much for stopping by every single day. You're following on our socials, your likes, your comments, your shares, your ratings, Everything in between, man, it, it never ceases to amaze the two of us, and uh, we it just keeps us grinding every single day. Uh, we, we do this for you guys. Uh, we absolutely love to get up and share our passion and our knowledge with you guys, so we will continue to do so, and I uh, hope you guys keep hanging around, coming on by, you know, be a friend, tell a friend, let's bankrupt some sports books together, huh? Yeah, why not? All right. So for me and Mags, as always... We hope you have a spectacular rest of your Tuesday, unless you have other plans. Let's cash some tickets.